Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of How We Wrote the Book. I'm Elizabeth Yvebenene. And I'm Yomi Adegake. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about dealing with publishers. So let's say that you've kind of, you know, um, you've our previous episode was all about getting a ball rolling, getting an agent. So you've got your agent now and you are working on your proposal together and your agent has then sent it off to, you know, various different publishing houses and you're essentially in a kind of like waiting game. So this episode is going to be about dealing with publishers and different type of publishing houses. So you're me. What are the different types of publishing houses and why it's important to pick the right one? It's probably best to ask, how do we choose? That's probably be easier. How do we choose? Because yeah, we were lucky no. we had like, so we had 10 publishers that were really interested in what we were doing. And because me and Yomi, you know, we had full-time jobs, we couldn't go to like so many of these publishing houses. Um, so our agent essentially said, before you kind of meet the girls, um, make a bot, make a bid. Sorry, before you meet these girls, make a bid to show that you're kind of, you know, you're, you're, you're serious, essentially. Um, so they did. And we were kind of, you know, in that kind of space of trying to work out where to go sort of thing. Um, Yomi, um, before we had 10 different publishers interested, um, how did we essentially kind of navigate that? What types of publishing houses are there? And why is it important to pick the right one? Mm, very good question. So I think, um, you know, again, like when we first were kind of having the conversation between us, it was we were very much novices and um, we're having to kind of like feel our way through it and work out, you know, ask this question ourselves, like, how do we decide But between these, um, you know, initially 10, but then one of them, you know, we decided before we even sort of had the conversation about where we were going to go, their offer was too low. So our agent decided we should walk away from that one. Um, so when it was those nine, we were having to ask ourselves, how do we actually, what differentiates them? Do you know what I mean? We, we didn't know anything about publishing. So it was very difficult off the bat to just be able to say, this is, you know, better than this. So that's why I guess the meetings were so important. Um, I don't think either of us really did much research into the nine before we sort of went in to sit down with everybody. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like really like speed dating almost. Like, you know, some of the publishing houses like had imprints that were all in the same building because it was like, you know, you have like HarperCollins and there's various different um, imprints of HarperCollins and, you know, same with like um, publishers like Little Brown and they have all these little different imprints. So we'd like, we'd sometimes go into like um, one day, we'd go into like one day of meetings and we'd sort of be like, you know, getting an elevator from one floor to another floor to go to like a different publishing house. And really they'd sort of sit us around the table and like, you know, sell themselves to us and sell what, you know, why they could make this book a success. And I guess, um, you know, there were loads of factors in terms of like what made us decide to go with like our amazing um, publishing house um, that published Daniel Lane, um, Fourth Estate. Um, something that elizabeth really early on picked up picked up on um was it sounds like a really small thing but going into meetings and seeing who they would bring to the meeting and how many 
members of the team they brought to the meeting um in main part have been because of elizabeth's like corporate background and um, that she was very quickly able to sort of just know that you know okay if they've brought in the big guns for this meeting or they've brought in like several members of the team it's because they're serious and that was something that i think was actually very right looking back um out, out of the meetings that we attended um the ones that tended to bring like a lot of the team and like the biggest um sort of people in the team um to those meetings um it was very much a sign off the bat that they were very interested in um, really um, acquiring this book and, and, and not only acquiring the book but also because acquiring the book is one thing but also acquiring it and making sure that they were going to give it that visibility that marketing and that push that would ensure that again it wasn't a book that just came out came and went essentially um, also obviously another big factor was money um, you know that was kind of something that we used to you know whatever they were offering us that was something that definitely helped us initially with making the decisions because often there'd be um you know dis discrepancies of like very big amounts essentially that meant that you know um just on a logic basis that it was you know that that would count certain publishing houses out um and you know obviously if if they're not necessarily willing or able to put up a certain amount of money then again like it's not just about how much we'll be able to walk away with but also if money books that um, publishers tend to invest a lot of money in obviously they're then likely to you know they have to make that money back so again it kind of is like insurance in terms of making sure they're going to really push in terms of making that book sell um another thing i guess that really you know because at there was a point where a lot of the I think maybe about four of the publishing houses were at least offering like very similar amounts and we got to a final two that offered the exact same amount and I think that's when it really became a decision of the heart and really just looking at the kind of book we're doing we were doing which was so specific so niche spoke to such a specific demographic so what I think really kind of like um sold us on fourth estate was the fact that you know, we were very, very clear and frank about the fact that we were the experts in this situation because we were speaking to a particular demographic that um, pretty much we knew perfectly and they ne didn't necessarily. And we were we had very sort of um, clear ideas and a very clear vision. I, we had very clear vision of how we perceived this book um, being and what our expectations and hopes were for the book, making sure that, you know, it was... Um, considered commercial it was seen as mainstream despite the fact that we were going to speak to black women it was going to be for black women in a way that was unapologetic and we had sort of inalienable um ideas of how we wanted it to be and and ideas that we felt needed to be seen through very passionately and i think the fact that fourth estate were so willing and open to our ideas and made it very clear that we'd be taking the reins was something that very much kind of um swung it and made it like this is definitely who we're um happy to sort of um go with and of course there's a gut feeling me and elizabeth walked away from the meeting both completely sold um but yeah i think just knowing that they trusted us and they trusted our vision but they were also going to lend their expertise um was a really sort of important thing yeah, I think that, as you always said, um, you have to kind of go with your gut a lot of the time when it comes to um, the publishing industry and then kind of putting your work out there because you're trusting someone to um, essentially kind of realise your vision together. So I think that like any good relationship, it should just feel like a partnership. Um, you know, you should just feel like you're in it together. And so, yeah, I think that it's really important to kind of make sure that you go with your gut and you have that kind of ultimate um, understanding of what you're both trying to achieve.
Okay, so when it comes to money, obviously with us, we had like two um, publishers that were make, that made the same sort of offer towards the end. And then we were able to then go with the publisher that we, you know, essentially preferred and we felt was going to see our vision through better. Um, it's not always like that, though. So in terms of sort of negotiating costs and money, that money element from publishers, how do you kind of know when you're striking the right deal? Mm. Yeah, it's a really good question because um, this is where picking the right agent comes in. And like Yomi said, what your what your publisher um, puts behind, gives you as like an advance is different to what they then put behind a book. So um, your agent does the kind of, you know, or the, when it comes to the money, your agent kind of does the kind of front facing stuff or even when it comes to the main relationship up until you strike a deal with um, a particular publisher, your agent kind of does all of those types of things. And um, they have, you know, very standard kind of rates on what um, kind of royalties and things look like. And you can always negotiate and always sense check it with an external network. But I think that's where having an agent that you trust, an agent that has a track record of, of you know, of working on particular books and doing well in a particular sector so some agents are very good with fiction and that's where they kind of like are that's where they really you know essentially come alive and if you've got fiction book and you know every book is different so just because someone else has gotten this doesn't mean you also get this um but then you know there's a thin line between that and then not shortchanging yourself um so I think it's definitely a relationship that you something that you should speak openly about with your with your agent before you approach before she sends out you know or he sends out it to the publishers you should have that kind of understanding of like okay what are you what are your expectations and be high with your expectation as well you shouldn't kind of like dim your light and or try and be humble you should because then say your best case scenario and what you would want from it um because for everybody publishing a book means different things to people so it doesn't just come down to the advance um and when it comes to the advance i would definitely say do not leave your job um if you've got a job like if you if you're on a nine to five and you know you're thinking even if you've got a really good um advance that's coming um that is split usually in um across four payments so once you sign um and then you know once the book is delivered so once you finish writing it you send and they're happy with it then the paperback once it's that's released and then the um the hardback so even if you've got a really decent advance i wouldn't say put your eggs in one basket at all maybe we, we can talk about you know how you can essentially have a life as an author um on another episode but when it comes to the deal um i wouldn't say that you know you sign a really good deal and then you kind of like you know leave your job and essentially just kind of think that you get all that money at the exact same time it's definitely a kind of staggered approach um and i think that conversation that you have with your agent is super important just making sure that you guys are on the same page um because you don't want them kind of negotiating something that you're and kind of accepting anything on your behalf and good agents will never do that anyway good agents like i said will be a partnership and you and the, all you guys will always have that kind of understanding um when it comes to royalties and things like that it's just best to always do your own research because you know, someone else's deal will be different than someone else's deal, um, like, you know, advances. Most royalties and things like that, when it comes to, you know, a contract, they, they tend to be standard, um, standard practice across main, um, standard practice across different publishing houses or around similar books. So um, there's always room for negotiation, but they tend to, from our experience anyway, they tend to be quite standard, um, but doesn't mean, you know, the publishing industry is changing a lot. And just because something is standard doesn't mean you cannot ever ask questions or interrogate or not interrogate in a bad way, but you can't, you know, kind of interrogate um, numbers around why is that why is that there's more place there why is that discount there it's always best as a first time author to ask these questions 
and yeah just following on from what elizabeth said like it's completely true like it should feel like a collaboration and you know just because somebody gets um one type of deal doesn't mean that you necessarily will get the same it doesn't always come it, it doesn't always come down to you know you being sort of um shortchanged because of that because you know unfortunately things such as like pre-existing profile before a book deals given and um you know like you know publishing is based on sort of risk and like projection so they have to kind of try and guess how much your books you know how much your going to sell essentially as we've seen with the publishing paid me hashtag um sometimes their um, projections for minority authors lead to underpayment which is obviously um racist and not um okay um but it's just worth noting that there are other factors as well in terms of and and, and as well like as we kind of spoke about in that episode about the publishing paid me hashtag um often you know we have to kind of also look at readers because those projections often um come from what they think how they think readers will act based on other books and if readers aren't putting their money where their mouth is for minority authors and works then you know it leads to continued underpayment because they don't feel like they'll make the money back um but i think what's really important is to go in with a baseline um me and elizabeth you know kind of went into slaying your lane with an idea of how much we wanted to write it for um we we knew that we were never going to sort of leave our jobs unless we absolutely had to which was a decision that we made at a later date but um also, as Elizabeth said, you know, people come to writing for um, different ideas and Slaying Lane was very much a passion project and something that, you know, we, we weren't particularly interested in self-publishing because of the level of work, <laughs> to be honest, that we need to go into it. But we were definitely very passionate and, you know, obviously money was a factor, but wasn't the um, immediate like factor. But then obviously once we got like more um, interest than we expected, then obviously money became a bigger kind of element because then, you know, we were able to kind of see basically like who we could go with that would give us um the, the best kind of return um but for some people it will people some people write books purely for the financial that's completely fine others write purely for the passion but so that means that will obviously affect your baseline um in terms of how much or how little you're willing to write it for absolutely and i think it's definitely a case of don't quit your jobs um immediately um <laughs> definitely kind of you know take some time to really as Yomi said, work out what you want out of your deal um, and and essentially your kind of writing career as well. Um, yeah, I think that brings us to the end of that episode. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope it's helpful. Join us next time where we'll be discussing how you plan your outline of your book. Till then, bye. See you later. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.